Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Latina CEO Identity Podcast. I am so excited to have you here today because today we actually have a very, very special guest for the first time ever on the podcast. And she happens to be one of my former and current clients. She was an alum of my group signature program, Align Coaching, and is currently a private client. And we've been working together for over a year and a half. And I can't wait for you to tune into today's topic, which will be all about healing and building your business at the same time. If you're in a place where you know that you've been holding off on starting your business, or maybe you took a break from your business and you are having a hard time coming back the way that you would like to, because you probably took a break, because you were healing, life happened, things came up. We are still in the middle of a pandemic, right? So I think that this new collective season of healing is very, very present. So my hope for you today is that you feel seen, heard, and validated in your experience through today's episode with my special guest and client, Suli, which will be sharing and getting really, really vulnerable with us about her story and her process in building her business and healing at the same time. Hi, and welcome to the Latina CEO Identity Podcast, a show for Latinas who want to take the unconventional path. I'm so happy you're here. I'm your host, Liz Fernandez, a first-generation daughter of immigrants and therapist turned multi-six-figure CEO and identity coach. I help Latinas create and claim their identity as booked-out coaches and entrepreneurs. In this show, you will have a space to help you realize just how gifted and extraordinary you already are so that you start tapping into your gifts and start creating your Latina CEO identity. Lista? Let's get into today's episode. Oh my goodness. Hello, hello. Welcome to today's episode. Today, I have a very special guest that I love with all of my heart and we go way, way back. So I'm so excited that I'm bringing her onto the show today. I literally can't say like enough amazing things about this person that you're going to have the honor and privilege of hearing today. Her story is absolutely incredible and she's one of the strongest, most genuine people that I know. So I'm just honored that I get to bring her as my first guest into the Latina CEO Identity Podcast. And I'm running out of breath because I'm so excited. (laughs) So I'm going to go ahead and introduce her. Her name is Suleyma. She is a healing and self-development coach. And she is a first-generation Latina with a BA in psychology. Sulema is the eldest of five sisters, and she's the CEO of Healing and Self-Development Coaching, where she guides women back to themselves by helping them navigate any uncertainty. So I'm so honored to have you, Suli. My listeners are literally the luckiest to hear you and your story today and all of your wisdom. So we're going to right away just get started. Do you have anything to add to your introduction? Uh, Liz, I am so excited to be here. Excuse my raspy voice, (laughs) but I'm just so honored also to be part of this interview and just to be here in in your presence and just to share a little bit of my story and my journey. So yes, I'm, I'm just so happy to be here. Yes. Oh my God. So exciting. And needless to say, too, before we start, that Zulema, I know from undergrad. So we actually are, fun fact, sorority sisters 
termed lifelong friends. And she's actually has been a part of a lot of my coaching services. And I've witnessed her expansion and growth. So it makes me even more honored to have her on here today because I know her as a friend, as a client, and as a lifelong just partner in life. So I'm just so excited to have you, Suli. So right off the bat, I'm going to start with the first question that I have for you today to kind of just get this conversation going. The first question that I have for you, Suli, is what led you to start your coaching business? What made you want to be a coach? Did you ever think you were going to be a coach? This question hits home. But I wanted to get out of my comfort zone. I wanted to do something different before going back to grad school, which initially was something that I felt that I had to do what felt most familiar and what honestly had been my identity for so long. But of course, with the experience and the knowledge I have so far, I just wanted to start a business, but not just any business. I wanted to start a business that was soul-driven, where I was able to share my voice, my own experiences, in order to help guide others who might be in a position where they felt alone, lost, broken. You know, I had been in this position so many times, not having a stable home growing up, people coming in and out of my life, growing up with a teenage single mother, immigrant mother, who. I always feared wouldn't come back home because she could get deported. So it was really important to do something where I could hold space for others because I didn't have that. And at least not until I was older and I seeked help and I found people I couldn't connect to and whose stories made me feel seen and heard. So what made me want to be a coach? (laughs) I had various experiences, both good and bad but especially the bad ones that gifted me with a unique lens to be able to adapt, to be able to be relatable and understanding of others' pain and unique experiences. I became the go-to, not only for my friends, but for my family. And I remember someone once telling me, you just always know what to say para darme ánimo and give me a different perspective. And I thought about that and I was like, you know, it's not because I had the perfect words to say, but because I always met people where they were and without judgment that I ever think I would be a coach. I actually spoke about it with my roommate in college. This was after being an access to success coach. And you know, this list, I was working while going to school and I worked with students who were on probation and they were about to get kicked out of school. And each of my students had a different story and having that job while in school and hearing them out and holding space for them was something so magical for me. And it made me think about this and we had this conversation, but I never thought that it would be a business. (laughs) never. (laughs) I love what you share, Suli, because, you know, I think it really just speaks to the experience of the eldest daughter of immigrants and how so often we feel like there's not a lot that we can add. And there's just everything that we do, just we do because we have to do. And it's just part of who we are. And it's so normalized, even the very extreme hardships that we experience And I think that your story really reflects a lot of the stories of many other Latinas and first eldest daughters of immigrants that like do have that load and that, you know, added layer of responsibility, whether it's emotionally and 
I don't know, financial or whatever it may look like for them. And I think, again, like a lot of the women that like ever consider starting their coaching businesses think that they don't have anything to offer when in reality, they've been doing the work since the day like they were born, essentially, right? If we want to take it all the way back, but they came into circumstances where, you know, they never knew they were going to have to be that person, that space holder for others in all of these different aspects of their lives. And I just want to thank you for sharing so vulnerably about your process in like even just deciding that you wanted to start your coaching business, because I know that through your story, so many other women are going to feel seen. Thank you, Liz. Of course. So the next question that I have for you, Suli, is where were you at before you started your business? Oh, man. Like many others, it was one of the most challenging years for me. It was 2020 COVID year when everything started. So many things were falling apart or at least felt like they were falling apart. But at the same time, they were falling together, except I couldn't see it in the moment just yet. So first of all, I was super thankful that I still had a job, but I was under a lot of stress. I had just started a new home delivery program and I started off in Daly City with one site and I work with the food bank. (laughs) And when COVID hit, it just grew tremendously and it was out of nowhere. I had to come up with ideas, projects. And during that time, unfortunately, I was working with someone else that was verbally abusive. And that was a whole new experience for me as well, at least in the work setting and family-wise. Oh my God, a lot of my family got sick. I have some family members that actually passed away that year. So that was tough as well. Being the eldest daughter, I kind of always had to be the strong one. And personally, and that one really kind of triggered everything else. That year, some unfortunate events led me to finally let go of of a relationship of someone that I was with on and off for eight years. And all of this triggered so many things in me that still needed some of my attention, some of my nurturing that I was giving to the wrong people, places, things. And to sum it all up, I was under so much uncertainty like so many others. And that was scary. It was so uncomfortable to not know what I wanted to do, where I wanted to go, where I wanted to start, like thinking, will I ever make my family proud again? So yes, doubt and fear clouded my mind until I decided to let go, to let go of the control of trying to know what was next. And through that I realized I had a unique opportunity where I could start with the clean slate and that like not knowing what was next would indeed open up so many possibilities. So I just started trying new things, which then led me to reach out to you, Liz. (laughs) Thank you so much for sharing that, Suli, because again, I'm so happy that you, you know, that you found it in you to really tap into that higher version of yourself despite the very, like very severe circumstances that you were experiencing in your life at that point, all of the hardship, all of the loss, all of the grief that was happening during such a difficult time. And I think that through your experience, I know that so many, again, so many women and myself included, I think that decide to start their businesses. I think from the outside looking in, people think, oh, well, you know, she just like is 
I don't know, she is just decisive and she goes and she does a thing and she's not scared of anything. She's fearless. But that's not the case at all. There's so much that happens behind the scenes and there's really difficult decisions that you have to make. And it's really taking the lead in a courageous way and believing in yourself, even when you don't even know where to get that belief from. So thank you so much for sharing so vulnerably about the difficult challenges that you were experiencing at the time. And I think too, that I never forget our first consultation call when you came to me and we had the deepest conversation around all of the experiences you had had in undergrad and how that had left such a difficult, just such a bad taste in your mouth over like what education system did to people like people of color. And we all know that like these institutions are not really made for us to succeed and how much like academic trauma that you actually experience in your undergrad education And you were in this place where you really wanted to, you were trying to decide whether you should sign up again for grad school, apply, or you didn't really know what your next steps were. And I never forget that because I think that was just such a pivotal time in your decision-making in your journey and like the route and path you were going to take. And tell me a little bit, just, I don't know if you want to add anything on that experience because I see you smiling. So I'm sure you have so much to say about that, but let me know what else comes up for you as we, as we remember this moment that was so pivotal for you. Yes. Ah, you brought me way back. I definitely remember. And I remember too, that I, it was, I wanted to go back because my parents kept asking me too, when are you going to go back to school? Are you going to go to grad school? And of course, it's something that I still want to do. But in the moment, like you said, I was so disappointed. There were so many things going through my mind. And I was once again going through one of the most difficult times in my life. And I didn't want to go back to school feeling that way and not going with the best, I guess, mindset and I just wanted to learn to take better care of myself because when I was going through all of that, it just triggered so many things in me again that still needed healing, nurturing, attention. And I felt like I was not going to be able to do that while focusing in school. And who knows, maybe I could have, (laughs) but I didn't want to put myself in that position. I wanted to do something that really came from me that I wanted to do. And that's not what I wanted to do in the moment. I felt like I had to do that. And it was my identity for so long. And again, I also didn't want to tie myself to just one identity or just one thing. And starting this business was going to be something that would help challenge me and would allow me to grow and really face those fears before going back to school. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you so much for sharing that, Suni, because again, I think it it really speaks to so many so many Latinas that feel that pressure of needing to go back to school right after undergrad. A lot of us do it because we think it's the next step. I know I took a year off, but I definitely thought I had to go back right away. But I just knew it in my heart that I couldn't do it because I was taking 21 units at the time and I had two jobs and I needed to just save money because I was already in all this debt from school and I needed a car that worked. Porque no sé si te acuerdas de mi carrito rojo. <laughs> De mi carrito rojo que se nos quedaba yes. everywhere. So I I needed a new car, you know, priorities. But I did decide to take the year off and it brought up so much for me. But it was much needed rest that I needed for my body to like really process all of the really hard, 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 like just 
how hard college like hits your mental health during undergrad. So there was so much there, but I just think that again, like you sharing your story, I hope that it helps other women feel like they could listen to themselves and give themselves time to make a decision that's most aligned for them where they don't feel like they have to take that next step just because that's what society tells you. And that's like the pressure that you feel because the reality is that like, we really don't even know who we are when we're in college. We're figuring it out as we go. And there's just so much pressure. So if I could tell anything to that version of ourselves back then, I would say, girl, take your time. It's okay. Like you are not in a rush and these academic titles don't define who you are as a person or your worth. So I just wanted to just add that in case our listeners needed to hear that. So I also want to ask a little bit about, Sulim, what were some of the hesitations that you had before taking the leap and getting started as a coach? What were the challenges uh, rising up towards becoming a coach and starting your business? There was so many things that came up, but initially it was, what is my family going to think that I was a failure? that I did all those years of school for nothing. Because again, my parents constantly asked me, what about grad school? Are you going back to school? And my biggest challenge was facing that fear of disappointing people that I cared for and, and people that looked up to me. But more than anything, Liz, I was tired of disappointing myself, trying to make others happy, of making decisions that made others comfortable even if it didn't fully align with my own values, my needs, my wants. I had to tell myself, Suleyma, you can still care for those people and care for them by just being honest and just having honest conversations, no matter how difficult it was. (laughs) And if they get disappointed, oh, well, they will still love you. And so this once again, triggered so many things in me that I had to heal. And one of them was people pleasing, if I'm honest with myself. I had to face a lot of anxiety. Depression creeped in. I was in such a sensitive space, mindset, and it made me feel weak. And what came to mind was, why am I so sensitive? (laughs) And But then, you know, I realized that I was not weak. I was actually strong because facing all of this allowed me to strip myself of what wasn't serving me once again, to learn, to adapt, to trust myself and to believe in myself. And of course, it's only normal to feel vulnerable. And honestly, being vulnerable is not for the faint of heart. Absolutely, Suli. And you know, I, again, I think you really hit some major points there where I think so many women can feel seen because myself included, I'm someone that also navigates like with depressed mood and depression runs in my family and anxiety. And I think as again, eldest daughter of immigrants, there's so much hardship that we experience and there's so much trauma that happens in our upbringing. Unfortunately for many of us that there's so much healing that will come up after you stop being so busy. And for a lot of us, if we had a traditional education route where we had that formal education and, you know, we were so busy in the go, go, go mode, we get out of high school, we go to college, we are like trying to just speed our way out of undergrad and get a job and do the next thing. And our bodies don't have the time to process all of that, that, especially if we've never been people that 
are going to therapy and we're never processing these things. And it's so taboo to talk about mental health in our families and just like these internal conflicts that we navigate in our minds all the time. And there's a lot of shame when we experience like anxiety, depression, when we are highly sensitive women. And we are told by society that like, we are too sensitive, that we're weak, that like we shouldn't be talking about our feelings. And there's all of these narratives that we internalize growing up that, you know, make us believe that we really are weak and that we really are too sensitive. And then we are mean to ourselves. We talk bad to ourselves. We shame ourselves. And there's so much shame that happens. And no wonder it's so hard for us to take these big leaps. No wonder it's so hard for us to choose ourselves and trust ourselves. And no wonder we feel broken anytime we're going to make a big, scary decision. You're like, we're in tears over here with everything that we're talking about. <laughs> it's just, there's so much, there's so much here. And, and again, like if you're someone listening to this recording, this episode today, and you're feeling seen by this, just know that you aren't broken. And that if you're someone that's struggling or battling, navigating hard mental health days, whether that is a mental health diagnosis, there's nothing wrong with you. You're not broken. And if anything, everything that you experience, all of those heavy emotions are only making you stronger. And the moment you realize that like one, your diagnosis doesn't define you, but two, you are so strong because of your courageous and willingness to like still continue on forward despite of all of these narratives that we have internalized know that you are so so strong so thank you Suli for just dis- like disclosing that part of process and your journey with us tell us about your process in healing and building your business at the same time Suli I'm sure so many of our listeners are very very intrigued by like what your process was like and did you always think this would be possible for you to do I'd say that it's one of the most Difficult yet rewarding journeys ever. Difficult because like anyone would feel initially, it's intimidating not just to start something new, but to do it in the moment where you are not feeling worthy enough or strong enough, healed enough, or like the best version of yourself in order to help someone else. So it felt somewhat impossible. And I was letting fear and doubt take over me. I was forgetting that it's indeed in our darkest moments where we learn the most about ourselves, about the world, and where we are able to give the most from the heart because we don't want anyone else to feel that way. It's when I have the most drive. And I was forgetting that the challenge was getting over the mentality that I had to be completely healed before I could lead with purpose and do all of the things that I wanted to do. I had to remind myself that even the best therapists, the best counselors, the best teachers, the best coaches have their own struggles. They have their own experiences. And the healing, the growing, the learning just never ends. And that is the beauty of it, that healing and growing aren't linear. There's no right a wrong or perfect way to go about it. And there is no point where it's just complete. It's ongoing. And we continue to learn to trust and believe in ourselves more each day. And that's a rewarding part of it to realize that we are so much more stronger and braver than we think. Absolutely. That was so beautiful. I'm like over here with chills and 
I just couldn't agree more with everything that you shared. So many gems that you dropped there, Suli, and so much inspiration, wisdom, and just like a whole lot of words of strength for anybody that needed to hear them because, you know, healing and building your business can feel very like not possible. But when you look at it, like how, from the perspective of how blessed are we that we get to heal in this lifetime and create that ripple effect of generational healing for the people that are coming after us. Because for a lot of us, our parents didn't get that opportunity. And it is a big, heavy like load to carry, but it also gets to be a beautiful one if you let it be. And if you see how much of a more transformed person you are becoming in the process and how much stronger you are for having the courage and vulnerability to let yourself heal and not have to choose between one or the other, but letting yourself giving yourself permission to do both. So beautiful, Suli. So, so beautiful. So how have those challenges, Suli, really allowed you to be become a better coach, become a stronger coach for your clients? They allowed me to challenge myself, <laughs> to practice showing up for myself, for others, and my work. Even when I was going through something extremely difficult, in the past, I used to isolate. I used to let it consume me. I used to run away and get so much in my head that I would talk myself out of things that I wanted to do, create, share. The challenge list was facing all of this head on and feeling it all to take better care of myself, the decisions, the choices that I made daily, the people and the relationships that I chose to keep, the habits or hobbies that I chose to continue nurturing, the places I encountered, the content that I consumed or who I consumed it from, and most importantly, how I spoke to myself. All of this, facing this, working on this daily, and believe me, it still comes up because again, it's healing, growing, it's not linear. Sometimes you feel like you're walking backwards, but it's all part of the process because it's all about retraining yourself, retraining your mind. And all of this helped me continue building confidence and reminding me that the work I do is beyond me. And it's not just about me, <laughs> but others and knowing that I could guide others going through something similar and knowing that allowed me to push through and continue to push through all of these challenges because it reminds me of why I even started this business. Oh my goodness. There's so much here, Suli. I just want to say too, that like, you are such a great example of what like it can look like for someone to heal and build a business at the same time, because, you know, being your coach for the last like year and a half, almost two years, I have seen firsthand how courageous you've been to really doing a lot, a lot of work in shedding and letting go and in really honoring yourself, holding space for yourself, holding space for those deep, big emotions and doing the work day in, day out while always, always honoring your timeline. And I think part of the reason why now you're in a season of your business where like clients are coming to you and you're like, oh my God, Liz, what am I going to do with all of these clients? is because you've done this work. Now you're ready to receive all of that greatness without feeling like the feeling of imposter syndrome so amplified because you've done the work. You've done the work on an identity level. You've done the work on an embodiment level and you've let yourself just honor your 
type of business. You've created a soul-led business that doesn't have to feel icky. And now you get to hold that space for other people that are where you were once upon a time in that process of like your own journey. So I think it's just so beautiful that you spoke to just how every single moment in time has allowed you and made you a better coach for you to serve your clients right now, because a lot of new coaches will shame themselves. You know, they'll be really hard on themselves for not being perfect and not being where they want to be at yet. But during all that time that they're spending thinking about how they're not where they want to be at yet, they're like missing the miracle right in front of them. And that is like helping and guiding people that need the help right now with their current version of them right now. And that is enough essentially. So thank you so much for that, Suli. And I also am really curious to know what are you like the most proud of in your journey so far? So far, not giving up, investing in myself, my growth, my healing, because it has not only been And I've been seeing this as I'm going. It's not only been beneficial to me, but it's also been beneficial for those that look up to me and to the people that I thought I would disappoint by taking this route, the unknown. And they are now actually also encouraged to heal and to bet on themselves. And just seeing that, seeing the changes in my sisters, my my mom, ah, gets me a little... It's been amazing to see that the ripple effect it has had on my family and those who have been following me to watch them make changes for themselves, to better themselves, to let go of the fear or do it even when when fearful. It's been that's been keeping me going. So not giving up because it's not been perfect. And that's another thing I had to get over too. You know, it's all about trying. That's where confidence really comes from too. And yeah, don't give up. Just continue to try. I love, love, love so much. Like I love everything you said so much. I I don't even think I could have said that better myself because I think you just painted such a beautiful picture of what the ripple effect can look like in our communities for our family, for lineage, for the people that look up to us, for our parents, even how healing that can be. And I know that up something that you mentioned that I really want to highlight is that fear of, you know, like disappointing our family and people in our circle and from making the decision of like starting this very unconventional route for the people that look like us. And I'll never forget that you told me once in a session where you shared Liz, I told my dad, I told my dad what I was doing. And I was so like taken back by his response because for the longest time I felt so I felt so afraid of like what his reaction and response would be for me not pursuing grad school like he wanted me to and in me taking this unconventional path. And I don't know if you want to share with our listeners like what that like meant for you, but I know that it was really big, big, big deal for you. And it is for so many of us when we finally have the courage to let our families know, hey, this is what I'm doing. (laughs) That was when I had that conversation with my dad. I remember we were walking the beach and my voice was shaky but I did not cry (laughs) but it was amazing because not just to have the conversation but it allowed me to see how much I've grown and how I was able to kind of set my foot down and say like this is what I want this is what I wanted this is what I'm doing and this is what's happening and 
for the first time, he just took it in and he just hugged me and he was like, I'm so happy for you. And that felt amazing just to be confident in myself and my decisions and not worry about whether he was going to like it or not. You know, and even if he didn't, I was like prepared. (laughs) I had been working on myself. I'm like, this is it. This is where I'm going to show myself, you know, the boundaries, everything, (laughs) everything's coming out. (laughs) But it was eye-opening for me. And it was really great to see the look on his face of, I just remember him hugging me and saying, where has time gone? You've grown so much. My whole entire heart, Suli, I'm over here trying not to start bawling and like just ugly Kim cry on this episode today (laughs) Um, because I remember you sharing that happening in one of our sessions and I will never, ever forget because it was something that I think really helped you believe even deeper in yourself. It was an act of courage of like really sharing your voice and making a decision for yourself and like really just asking for support and not your family's opinion, which is such a big deal in our healing process. When you get there, it feels absolutely liberating to be able to just say, Hey, listen, like I'm deciding to do this thing. And I just really need your support because other times we're so used to going to our parents and family for opinions, because we really value what they have to say, because they're our most, like they're who we love the most on this planet. Right. But I think there comes a point in our healing and in our journey where some of these difficult decisions and like life-changing decisions have to be made. And it feels terrifying to make them alone because we know we don't have anybody to blame, but ourselves for it. So the fact that like you let yourself go there and just like honor where you were and like letting your dad know that he held the space for you and, and really mark that moment of just healing for both of you is just so beautiful. And just thank you for gifting us with, with that story and, and with your process and Hopefully this inspires many of our listeners that are thinking of getting started or that are in early stages of coaching to continue on their journey or regardless of whatever business that they have or thinking of starting whatever project they want to take on that like the biggest thing you can do is continue to try and you know your success is going to be inevitable because you're never going to give up. So if you're never going to give up, you're never going to fail. You're really never going to stop doing what you're doing and you're going to be successful. So how would you carry yourself is a question that I have for our community and our audience is like, how would you carry yourself if you knew that your success was going to be inevitable? What choices would you make because of that? So I'll let you listeners with that question because I'm getting really, really deep now. But if you don't know this already about us, we are like, we talk so deeply. As soon as we start talking, we're not the type of people that literally talk about like surface level things. We can, you know, here and there, but we definitely dive right deep right away. So yeah, I really hope that you are all taking so much from this conversation and we're kind of reaching towards the end of of the episode today. But I would want to ask you, like, what would you say to someone that is wanting to start their business, doubting themselves due to not being where they want to be? I'm going to take it back a little to something that I said earlier, because I think this is super important, especially to someone that's starting something new and is scared and is uncertain. (laughs) So it's okay to be uncertain, to step up into this place of the quote unquote, the unknown of not knowing what's coming next not knowing what is next and letting go of the control and just trying new things will open up so many possibilities. And like Frida Kahlo once said, 
you can paint your own reality. So just do it. Just do it even if you're afraid. And remember that the ones who matter will still love you and understand later. And just do what you have to do to come back a better person, to be able to help yourself and your community or your family, whatever it is that you want to continue doing. But it's super important to take care of yourself and just, again, to not be afraid or even if afraid to just do something. And again, being in an uncertainty honestly just opens up so many possibilities because not knowing what's next means that anything can be next. Yes, anything can happen. And so many times we approach this uncertainty from the perspective of like, I'm terrified. I don't know what's next because having control and knowing what's next brings us some sense of safety. So it makes sense. It's super valid. But what if we challenge that belief and instead focused on all of the incredible opportunities that uncertainty could bring you? If we were less afraid of the uncertainty and we would befriend it, like what would that do for you? That would really fill you up with so many more possibilities and room to dream and to create and to let yourself not follow this step-by-step guide of like these timelines that are just social constructs. So thank you for your words, Suli. Everything that you've shared has been literally, literally a gift to our listeners today. And I can't wait for everybody to listen to this conversation today. One of the just last things I want to ask, because I want to know how our listeners can find you. Tell us about your services and the work that you do, Suli before we conclude the episode today. Yes. So you can find me on Instagram at two underscores, Sulema, S-U-L-E-Y-M-A, two underscores. And I am currently offering one-on-one private coaching sessions. So if you're ready to start trusting yourself and really strengthening your self-concept to rediscover who you are, I really invite you to reach out and to work with me. Yes. And I cannot say anything more and recommend Suli even more. (laughs) I don't even know what I'm saying at this point, but I cannot tell you enough how incredible working with Suli will be for you. And towards the end of this episode today, we talked a lot about uncertainty and we talked a lot about like how uncomfortable that can feel. And if that's you, if you're someone that, you know, really has a really difficult time navigating uncertainty Sulema is literally the best coach for you as she really just helps women, like really helps guide them back to themselves and really by helping them navigate uncertainty. So you will be in the best hands if this is something that you need support with. I am so excited for anybody that gets to work with you, Suli. I know you're going to be booked out so soon. So Rhonda Walk to her services. Her Instagram will be linked in the show notes today. And when we share this episode and this episode goes live, we will both be sharing it on Instagram. So I'm sure if you follow me, you'll be able to find her through my account. So I am so grateful, Suli, that you gifted us with the time of day to like come on here and share your wisdom, your story, and all of the beautiful wisdom and gems that you dropped with us today. I'm so, so honored and so grateful again that you were my first guest on the podcast and on the show. And again, I wish I could give you the biggest hug. I am so excited to see everything that's coming for you, your business, your healing journey, and everything else that you're creating. And again, it was such an honor to have you today. It was an honor to be here with you, Liz. And we manifested this. (laughs) I remember we will always talk about 
possibly doing this one day. And every time we had a conversation that was so meaningful and powerful, we were like, oh my God, I wish someone could listen on to this. And I'm sure so many things are going to come up like, oh man, I could have said this, I could have shared this, but that will happen in the future. And I'm just so happy that I was able to be a part of this. And I'm just so happy that you're my coach, that you're my friend and that you offered this space for me. It's really magical. It, it can be scary, but you know, at the end of the day, just knowing what we can do for others is what really drives us and what keeps us here and allows us to do it, even if we're afraid. <laughs> so yes, thank you for having me. And I'm so happy that I was able to share a few things. Yes, no, thank you again, Suli. And I know we will stay on here talking about all of the things after this episode ends, but I know this isn't going to be the the last time that you're on the show. We have so many more powerful conversations that we really want to bring to the show. And I, more than anything, love amplifying the voices of our community. So I'm excited for the world to know who you are, to know your story. And I know so many people are going to feel seen with everything that we shared on the podcast today and on this episode. So Again, I'm so, so honored, so grateful. And yes, starting a podcast, recording a podcast is not easy because hasta este momento todavía nos dan un poquito de nervios. But the most important thing is that we lead with courage and that we provide the space for all of you listening because you are all what's most important. The Los nervios se nos quitan, but we really want to make sure that the stories are told and that you feel seen and heard with the messages that we shared today. So thank you for being here with us, for joining us today. And I will see you in the next episode. If you took value from this episode, make sure to subscribe, rate and review the show. This will help other Latina CEOs find us. And if you're excited about this podcast, I invite you to take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at Life with Liz. That is L-I-F-E-W-I-T-H-H-L-I-Z. Mil gracias por estar aquí and I'll see you in the next episode.